turn up my headphones, man. Turn me up my headphones. Click, click, click. They're up. <laughs> click, click, click. All right. So we got a full show today. Full show. And an announcement towards the end of the show. Oh, I thought we were going to lead with that. We're gonna no, we'll make them wait. With it. Make them wait. Yeah. They're, now they're fast forwarding to the end of this. Uh, See what you've done? <laughs> dang it. It's not like live television, is it? <laughs> did, you just have, did you just have to bleep yourself? <laughs> no. I was going to try to do a cliffhanger. You know, like leave them hanging? Yeah, that doesn't. this isn't radio. So, All right. So, yeah, we'll tell them later. So everyone that just fast-forwarded to the <laughs> Are end. Are you back now? All right, Scott, okay. why don't you announce it? We'll just do it now. You want to do it now? Yeah, just do it now. We got a website. Why Yay, don't, why it's don't live. You, why don't you give them the address? Oh. <laughs> what is it? www. Oh. Uh, you don't have to tell them. www, <laughs> do you? Just it's tell it's them. It's com. TheGunShowPodcast.com. And what are they going to be able to find on there? Oh, you're going to find... You'll be able to pictures, find reviews and pictures and blog posts and, and articles and information and eventually we're gonna have links and um, well it's a website so it already has without links. t-shirts or was it with I it's can't remember with, what the email say with yeah, t-shirts I okay I know I give you a with, full update <laughs> with t-shirts. I sent you um, over a page stickers. worth of information. I feel like you just highlighted words that you felt were big. Oh, I like And big now words. you're just relaying it over to people. Yeah, so we have a website, <laughs> thegunshowpodcast.com. <laughs> it's uh, currently got a blog yep. on it. We're going to be updating with gun reviews, accessories, uh, ammunition reviews. Yep. Uh, you name it along with some, uh, some nice high-resolution photography. Yep. So that you can actually see the guns instead of just getting some kind of you know, blacked out gun on a terrible white piece of paper or on their bed sheets or something like that. Those yeah. are my favorite. Those Oh, the toes thing from ARFCOM, the tactical toes. You, you always have to have a picture when you take a picture. Because they on ARFCOM, to get a picture of your AR-15, you know, you have to be basically set it on the ground and hold the camera up. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, the toes. And there's always toes in the picture. Yeah. That became like a thing. So, yeah, we don't want that. No, we won't have that. So can we add toes to every picture? Mm, maybe. No, probably no. not. <laughs> it's a good good suggestion though. <laughs> so yeah, we've got that website. Uh, you can actually go on there, register, and you can leave comments, um, letting us know whether you agree or disagree. And whether you agree or disagree, that's great. We just yes. want you on there. And you can link to our. Uh, you can. There's a link, of course, to our Facebook page. Uh, which is uh, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast, where you can leave us feedback there also yes. and like us. And we'll announce things like, you know, when the next pod is out. Yeah, and, and we'll have links. We'll have links to from the Facebook to the the, the blog and, and uh, let people know when the new sure. the news out. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, make sure you add it to your uh, reading list if you're a uh, avid blogger or avid blog Ooh, reader. Oh, yeah. Do we have an RSS feed? I don't know what that is, so that's why I'm asking. Uh, we should have a link. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find one once we actually get it all up and 100%. Yep. So It'll be awesome. There's a few little bugs that we're working I out. I put it in my e-reader. But uh, I have spent some time building this website out, and it's uh, I think it's ready to go. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, I like it. Uh, it works on mobile apps. Yes. Devices. It works mobile on devices. mobile devices. Also. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <clears throat> go check it out. Tell All us right. what you think. Yes, please do so. All right, now let's. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? 
got a few different ish topics well, you're I want to bring up. the one with the list in front of you. I don't know why you're asking me. Let's lead off know. with the one on the top of you your list. Let me ask you, is there something you wanted to talk about um, that I don't have in no, front of No, no, I think you covered it. Um, there was an interesting thing from Jeff Knox uh, that I saw this morning. Uh, for those of you who read the Shotgun News or, or know about uh, you know the past uh, Second Amendment stuff, the uh, Neil Knox's uh, kids, uh, Jeff Knox, is now a writer for Shotgun News, taking up where his old man left off. But um, he is reporting that the ATF is seizing drop-in auto sears that were previously grandfathered in because of some you know crazy, confusing rules on whether drop-in auto sears are machine guns or not. And previously, it, the ATF had ruled if it had been <laughs> built before 1981, a drop-in auto sear wasn't a machine gun. If it built after 1981, it was a machine gun. So having that auto sear will give you the option? Well, you weren't technically allowed... I thought you had to have like an extra no, pin and no, all no, that kind of no, stuff. No, oh, no. The, uh, if you drop in the auto sear on your, in your AR-15, it, re, it basically replicates having that extra hole with that pin. With okay. a device that sits down inside your receiver. Okay. Now, you do still have to have a full-auto selector, full-auto bolt carrier, and those sorts of things. But lots of people can have that anyways without the drop-in auto sear. Right, right, right. So, anyways. So, they made a bunch of these. And, like I said, the ATF had ruled that the pre-81 versions were grandfathered in. Now, you couldn't own the drop-in auto sear and an AR-15. Because then it's a machine gun. I told you it was confusing. <laughs> it's convoluted confusing. But... You know, basically what the ATF had ruled before was legal. They're now ruling is illegal. The courts have upheld this, and they're seizing them. Now, this is just one report. I don't know. I haven't. It, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, it's just one of the things that uh, is this you have to keep your eye on. Yeah, it's just the, the ATF. Country? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So if you have an auto seer, if you have a pre eighty one auto seer, be prepared for a knock on the door. And I would refer them to my. Are lawyer. they registered? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so pretty much, they're not they registered pay, as machine guns. Oh no, they're not registered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not registered. They're not a machine gun, so they didn't pay a tax stamp. Tax stamp. But the guy who sold all of them, they've seized his records and are using them to go get them. Gotcha. I lost so, it in a tragic boating accident. You hire a lawyer and uh, refer the ATF to the lawyer if they come a knocking. If you want to keep it, right? Well. I, mean, I, I yeah, at this it, point, if, if the cost of it yeah. isn't worth it, yeah. and you can't afford a lawyer, just yep. hand it over. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't use it. You can't put anything. It's just neat to have. Papers. Yes, exactly. Papers. Papers. All right. Well, you know, talking about machine guns. Oh uh, yeah. Germany, that uh, I've heard of them. They've started a few wars. Um, <laughs> they are buying H and K one twenty one samples. HK-121. Now, that's the belt-fed general-purpose machine gun, yeah, I'm guessing? Yes. 308-ish? Um, 760-NATO? I don't have all of that. I should have. It's but, the MG-5, Well, right? the, the, the important story that I was wanting to bring up oh, with it was, uh, yes, it is, is also known as the MG-5, um, is that they're paying 55000 for each one of these. And they, Wait, fifty five thousand euros or the equivalent of fifty five thousand dollars? Fifty five thousand American dollars. And they're wow. purchasing sixty five as proof samples of the HK one twenty one. Fifty five thousand um, seems ridiculously high. 
I don't yeah, think we pay that much for a machine. I don't gun. think we do either. But they're paying three point six million dollars for uh, sixty five of them. I wonder if that comes with ammo well, or Well, that's the thing. Is they think that or, it comes with support yeah. and you know training and support. Maybe a developmental contract of some sort? Something, you would assume. That's well, crazy. If all goes well with this purchase, they're yeah. going to acquire another 7114 Right. Now, the price on those will only be $157 million, and the price is going to be cut in half or overcut in half. Uh, it'll only be 22000 that still seems high to me. I don't know. Maybe the contract, you know, maybe they have armor support built in and spare parts and, you know what I mean, and well, systems. Maybe it includes optics. Maybe it includes night vision. We don't know, I guess. Yeah, we really don't know. I'm assuming that it's... It seems high, though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it has comes with some options or extra yeah. barrels or yeah. replacement parts or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe it's a continuing contract yeah. that if something breaks like on an it, you guys are going to fix service it. service contract. Because we yeah. all know H&K's great customer service. Yeah, they get the best. You know, and they, they're, they're willing to, to they're fix yeah. anything and everything that comes up and not <laughs> hang the phone up on you if you ever have an issue. Nope. Or, or say that happen. it's not the gun's that, problem. That didn't happen. It was the ammo or something else. They also don't change item numbers and call an old item by the new name or the new item by the old name. No, wait. No, they do that. Wait, That's yeah, what it was. yeah, they do That's all of the stuff we just said. All right, they have so been known in the past. Have you ever shot an H and K one twenty one or no, MG five? No, 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 no. I've shot the. Um, <clears throat> I've shot the, let me think, uh, I've shot its predecessor, the HK-21. Uh, but no, the, the the MG4, MG5 series, I haven't had the pleasure of checking it out. Um, they say that these are like the Cadillacs or you yeah. know, BMWs oh, of the machine gun world. The, what, what, makes, what makes this gun that? Probably just the quality of the build components, you know, how well they're fitted, how much, you know... Care and uh, and love is 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 put into the assembly process and the engineering aspect of it. I know the HK twenty one was like a basically it was a belt fed sniper rifle. I mean, coal hammer forged twenty one inch barrel or so accurate. Oh, it was uh, ridiculous. Accurate, oh, reliable. Oh yes. You, you're not going to see videos of the German soldiers constantly flipping it open and just spraying CLP all in it, just <laughs> hoping that it not. runs. Probably. I mean, we've not. seen a few of those yes. if you ever get online and YouTube. Yeah. Or if you've ever shot some of these. Yeah. Um, I just don't... I don't know. It doesn't seem like it'd be worth it. I mean, I don't know what the weight specs is on the MG5, but it doesn't seem like it'd be worth it over the old uh, Mag 58 that everyone in the world is running, uh, including us as the M240 Bravo. Um, now I'm biased, but, you know, you know. Uh, the... Yeah, it doesn't look like the specs are much better. Um it does look it does look rather 58. bulky yeah. and possibly heavy. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's got some interesting things going on. Because I know the M sixty yeah. is heavy. Yeah, the M sixty's heavy, the M two forty is even heavier, which is our GPMG. Um most countries use the general general purpose, purpose machine gun. Machine gun. Yep. Thank you. And uh most countries, a lot of countries out there, use basically the same gun we do. It's the FN Mag 58 in most other places. Um, but, yeah, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like a well-engineered gun, that's for sure. It's got all the cool guy stuff on that's it. The, okay, so, so that's, that's quite a few guns to be purchasing. 
7,114 if the contract goes through. Yeah, that is. I don't know how big the Bundeswehr is, what, but that's uh, a lot of guns. What do we feel that they are doing? Oh, I'm sure they're just replacing their old uh, MG3s. They've been using that MG3, I want to say, for since uh, this since post-World War II. We could just look at this yeah. as a general upgrade then. Nothing, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's anything crazy. I don't think Germany's getting ready to invade again. I think they've learned their lesson. Although they might want to invade uh, hey. Portugal, Italy, and Spain, or no, Portugal, Italy, and Greece. In the grand scheme of things, to get back their money, they've loaned them over the yeah, years. In the grand scheme of things, you know, third time's a charm. Oh, <laughs> wow! All right, so let's move on to a few other things. How about eighty percent lowers? Eighty percent lowers. Eighty yes. percent lowers are cool. Uh, basically, you build your own AR-15. Um, without having to go through an FFL, they mail an 80% lower to your door. Now, with the AR-15 being an 80% receiver, it either, means either you have to cut the threads for the receiver extension, which is a real pain or requires expensive tools, or if they do that for you, uh, you have to mill out the pocket where the trigger goes. Mm-hmm. And both of those are kind of tricky to do. You know, laymen can do it, but I'd recommend, you know, most of the times I've seen it, uh, it's been done by a skilled machinist uh, who it's no problem for them to do it. Well, I'm looking at there's a company called EPL, which uh, stands for 80% lowers. Yeah, but they have the polymer lowers. They have polymer lowers. And what's yeah. great about this is it looks like they actually. Um, they manufacture the lower almost as, as complete, really, with all the dimples and everything. And then sure. they, they do an injection mold, yeah. which, ca- which which you can't remove unless you actually use like a Dremel. Yeah, basically the new polymer 80% lowers from, this, from EPL are a complete lower made out of one color or type of polymer. All right, so it's a polymer lower. Right. It's it's basically complete, and then like you said, they fill up that trigger well area with another polymer, and they've been doing this uh, for a little while, and it's another color, so it's easier for you to mill it out mm-hmm. with home tools without you know CNC Drim- lay. Yeah, Dremel. I don't know if I'd use a Dremel, well, probably a drill seen. press. Yeah, well, that's what I've seen. That's that's how they advertise it, though, is that you, you oh, can do use they? a Dremel. Okay. You, no press, no jig, nothing wow. is required other than a Dremel. I don't know if I'd trust my hands to that. Well, I thought <laughs> I got online and I saw that they said, you know, buy 80% lower up to, right. the, to a third of the cost. Yeah. And they're $100. $100. So they're more than a I complete lower. I bought my Palmetto State Wait, for $60. Wait, I think 60 polymer bucks. complete lowers are about... $55 right now as we speak in our inflated market. So I can't... Yeah, you're not saving any money on that. Uh, now You're not what, saving a third. Well, sure. what people like about this, though, is... What's, where's the no serial number? Papers. No papers. No papers. There's no FFL. There's no 4473. In mm. most states in the union, you are allowed to make your own gun for your own use. So you can buy one of these and build your gun out of it. The other cool thing is they have a clear one. They have it in lots of colors. I was colors. about to say that. They have. Did I steal your thunder? Oh, you stole my thunder. But that's okay. You, my you did thunder. it with the website as well, so it's okay. We have a website? <laughs> Thegunshowpodcast.com. I fast forwarded it to the announcement. I'm or, sorry, I missed it. Or facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Get on there and like us. Yes, definitely. That, that lets us know that you're listening. 
Yeah, we need to know that. I mean, because we don't know how iTunes works. I look at the numbers and I see (laughs) that we have listeners and I see that we have quite a few of them. So I'm calling you out. And I'm well. I'm asking you. Will you please go <laughs> like us? I thought you were going to get militant for a second. I, I was getting excited. I did too, but then I thought they might not like that. They might get angry and unplug their earbuds and curse at us. Now, yeah, the clears to steal your thunder again. The clear lowers are good looking. I want one. I have no use for one. They're polycarbonate. Oh, they're polycarbonate. Yes, okay. Which apparently can be. It's the same stuff your your glasses are made out of. And bullet and bulletproof. And bulletproof glass. Um, yeah. So apparently, what they were saying was they were catching some flack about it being clear, right. saying that you don't have the fibers inside of it, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you do with the you know sure. colored ones, whatever. But they're coming back saying, and or other people are coming to their aid, saying that polycarbonate can be even stronger. Yeah, polycarbonate's pretty tough stuff. Now. The thing about polycarbonate so is it's, it's not brittle. Yeah, it's polycarbonate is not brittle. If anybody's owned safety glasses or seen like the revision of the Oakleys get shot with something cool yes. on the commercials, you know that polycarbonate gives, but it doesn't shatter. And that's what's great about polycarbonate. Now, this polycarbonate, the, the downside is that it's, it can be a little bit soft as, as far as you could scratch it easily. So it's, it's tough, gun. but soft. It's a tool. Well, yeah, but you know, you're buying it because it's clear and it looks cool. I wonder if you can polish it up. Like if it gets scratched up, you can kind of I just buff it up. S- we could get one of these, man. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need to call them up. All right. Anybody else who thinks uh, this is cool or stupid? Uh, yeah, let us know. Hop on our website or our Facebook and let us know. I think that uh, they haven't started shipping yet 100%. Oh, okay. And they are... Now, I know um, they're shipping the other colors. Yeah, they're shipping like two the color black, tones and the and greens pink, and the pinks. And yeah. the uh, oh, dark earths and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what we're looking at here is one thing that they have yet to answer is how chemically resistant is it? Well, yeah. So they, I wouldn't put DEET on it. They said that they're going to be giving you giving a list of uh, uh, like approved solvents yeah. and uh-huh. stuff just to make sure, I guess. Just don't put the solvents on the thing. All right. On to the next. Hey, I got a good segue about solvents. We had a, uh, we had a listener question. Why are you question. pointing at me? I'm pointing at your list. We had a listener question about solvents and cleaning, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about that later. No, let's go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, you going to give him a shout-out or a hug? Oh, or... uh, mad cushy props to Michael. Uh, I, I'm going back to the virtual high five. That's my favorite. You ready? You were going to the hug. I, I'm, I'm, I want to go back. Well, were... Some people were – I was in their personal space with my virtual hug. Okay, give him a five. So I'm going to give him a virtual high five and stay out of his personal virtual space. All right. Uh, Michael asks us <clears> – he says he's got a couple questions – how long can you go without cleaning your gun after firing it? Uh, forever. Uh, I want to make an argument on that. <laughs> now, listen. Uh, if it's a carry gun, I'd probably clean it You know, after it gets dirty. And, I, like clean, I, said, to I clean my carry gun when I take it out, yeah. you know, and I look at it, I'm like, wow, it's filled with lint, yeah. uh, little pieces of leather from the holster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clean all that out. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I check my gun over on a, like a monthly Unless you basis. take it apart and put it back together wrong. Well, so here's the, the, the <laughs> I'm not breaking the slide down. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. doing a field strip. Okay. So and I'm just looking at it like that. I'm not taking unless, the firing pin out. And unless you're stuff. shooting dirty, nasty, corrosive ammo, it doesn't matter how long you wait. Oh wait, corrosive ammo. Right. That was what I wanted to make sure we talked about. Did I, did I steal your thunder again? This is. 
We need to title this one no, Stealing well, Thunder. I know. What Stealing I need to Martin's stop doing thunder. is like Waiting. letting you see the list. Because <laughs> I think when I walk well out of the room, me. you just start going through and you're like, oh, there's his notes. Yeah, I just steal your thunder. So corrosive, yeah, corrosive ammo. If you shoot any sort of corrosive ammo now, nowadays the corrosive ammo is going to be limited to weird old stuff or Mosin Nagant ammo. Blanks too. Uh, blanks, weird. Yeah, like most blanks are going to be weird old stuff. Uh, you know, thirty out six ammo from Korea. But you can still uh, get PPSH modern, ammo. You can still get modern nine millimeter really blanks. Not gonna, yeah, but, but they're it's, not. They're not going to be corrosive. You do, modern blanks. I nah. would, what are you doing shooting blanks out of your gun anyways? That's what I do. Oh, okay. If that's fun. <laughs> that's how this, I, I usually walk outside joke? In, my, in my boxers. Okay. Is this where you cue the joke? I like to go to the park and watch the children run and scream and holler. They don't know I'm using no, blanks. No, I've never done that. No, it's a joke. I no, I don't I think that. that's funny. I think it's hilarious. I don't think a lot of people would find that funny. Scott. I I, yeah, but I don't like those people. Why are you sticking your hands in your pocket? You're getting all awkward. I'm getting convinced. <laughs> I know you are. Come on, man. Let's I'll do steal this. your thunder. All right, so in all honesty, uh, let's just be a – let's give a straight I mean, it just answer. depends. Let's okay. give a straight I take answer. a clean gun out of the box. I go shoot 100 rounds through it, and I put it away. I'm not going to clean it, okay. honestly. Honestly. Uh, I take – a gun that I've shot previously shot a couple hundred rounds through on range sessions out of the box. I go shoot another couple hundred rounds through it. Probably want to clean it at that point. Uh, I will. I will clean after yeah. about three hundred. Now, if it's a range toy, not if I'm at the range. Right. If I'm at the range, I'll, I'll blow through five hundred, six hundred. Yeah, yeah. But when I go home, yeah. if I've shot over three hundred, I clean. Now this is now what I'm talking about is maybe a duty piece or a, cell, a home defense gun, or if it's just a range toy, clean it whenever you feel like it. What I like to do is run it <laughs> till it malfunctions, and then rem- and then clean it. You know that round count before that round count expires again. So like with my Marlin, I think I ran a million rounds through it before I cleaned it. That's, or you, ten I think years. You're, I think you're being dramatic. I shot a lot. I don't think I cleaned that thing in a long time. So when I finally broke it down and cleaned it, uh, it was filthy. But. I'll probably break it down and clean it again in five years. You know what I mean? And but it's just a twenty-two. It's a range toy. It's for fun. Uh, if I was hunting squirrels with it, or if it was my self-defense gun, I'd clean it a lot more often. All right. So I I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I'll shoot it about three hundred rounds and then I'll clean it. Now, if it's a home defense gun or something like that, what I like to do is clean it before I go to the range. Give it a nice cleaning and oiling. Uh-huh. Take it to the range. Make sure it works. Make sure it runs. And then when I go home, I just holster it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. If I'm going to do a really hardcore breakdown, clean it, I want to make sure, like you said, I put it back together correctly. Sure. And it's going to run. And that's what's important to me. I like that. Um, yeah. And in the end, if you shoot anything corrosive or what you might think might be corrosive, clean it, clean with it afterwards. Windex. Or ammonia, right? Or even water, honestly. You just want to get it off. Yeah, you just want to get it out of but, there. But ammonia is what's in Windex, which is what uh, actually counters ammonia? it. Ammonia? I want to say it's not ammonia. It's isopropyl alcohol. I don't know. Either way, the, all that stuff works. All you, Get on our Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and let's find out if what the redhead like or the with? brunette was correct. I, let, actually, <laughs> if you shoot corrosive ammo, if you get a Mosin or a, or a 5.45, you know, AK, or, you know, you shoot some weird old ammo, jump on there and let us know what you use to clean it. I've heard all sorts of things. Um, you know, you can run hot water down the thing. No, let's let's. Pe- I want to piggyback on his question. Sure. What do you clean and lube your guns with? 
Scott, go. Um, nothing. Martin, go. Well, what I like to use is uh, I use FP10 as my lubricant. Yeah. And I use a sonic cleaner usually to if I have to right. really break yeah, something yeah, yeah. down. But most of the time, the FP10 really just cleans on its own. If I do clean a gun, uh, the CLP, I've got a ton of it, so I use it as a general purpose cleaner. And then my lube has been Mobile One. You still use rim oil? No. Why, I don't. why not? Right, no. Just no. No rim oil. No, okay. No rim oil. Any synthetic based lubricant will work. It really doesn't matter the brand. It really doesn't matter the cool, you know, magical formula. As long as it's a, it's a synthetic based lubricant. And what I've been using lately, Mobile One. I want to get some of that Rain frog lube in. Eh, I don't care. If it's free, I'll use it. I've been using Militech One, and I wouldn't pay I for it. I don't know that Michael's really I liking your can, answer. You're not giving him a definite. You I know? think Mobile One. Okay, Mobile One is Mobile what you, one. All right. It's cheap. You can buy a quart of it for less than $8. And how long will a quart of oil last on your guns? Unless you've got a lot of guns, it should last a long time. Somebody was asking me the other day. They said, well, what would you do in a post-apocalyptic world... If your guns were dry and you didn't have any cleaning or any oil, go to the nearest car. I said, take go to the, the nearest car. No. <laughs> yeah, go to the nearest car, punch a hole or shoot, shoot a, a hole, hole in the <laughs> and let that oil drain band you right over it. Yeah, so. even, I mean any lubricant will work in a, in a pinch. Uh, like I said, you probably want to stick to a synthetic based lubricant if you have your druthers. But you know, whatever gets the gun wet and lubed is uh, what works in a in a uh, situation like post apocalyptic, what have you. All right. Well, to f- his next question in the same question. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a two-part question. Yes. The second part being? Um, well, B from question <laughs> A1 <laughs> is uh, he has adjustable rear sights on his 1911. Adjustable rear sights? Yes. Okay. And he's having issues getting it zeroed. Hmm. Now, I, there's a couple little things that we need to ask him. Uh-huh. Uh, are you even hitting the paper? Right. Uh, do Is it you on know paper? where yeah. they're going? Yeah. Um, has the sight drifted? Yeah. I mean, all of yeah. that stuff. If you're shooting at a you know a two inch by two or a two foot by two foot target, and you're missing the paper by an inch, you need to know where. As a general rule, right? You're going to want to zero this thing for. If it's a target pistol, you're going to zero it at the distance and with the ammo that you're going to use in it for target shooting, right? And if it's a defensive gun, you're going to want to zero it with the defensive ammunition you're going to keep in it. So that should be easy. I mean, you adjust the rear sight until the bullets are hitting the center of the target uh, when you point it at the center of the target. Now, that's uh, you, you just you've blown so many minds. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Um, so many people are just in awe yeah, of you they should right be. now, Scott. They should be. So now you remember want the gun with the to rear hit sight, where you point. Ideally. Some oh, people okay. don't. Some people want to hit a little higher than that. It's I called just, a six o'clock hold. I, co- I, I curve the bullets when I wanted you to hit some curve them with yeah. the, what was that god-awful movie? I don't even remember. It was so bad. Uh, wanted? Yeah, Wanted. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't believe I got that. Um, but... Uh, as far as zeroing your, your rear sight, all you got to remember is it's usually written on the rear sight. You know, this way is there's an R or an L or a U or a D or whatever to tell you which Up, way to down, go. down, left, right. Exactly. To move your bullet impact relative to the where you're pointing it. Uh, but the good rule of thumb is remember, move your rear sight the opposite direction 
of where you want your bullet strike to go. So if you're hitting high and you need to bring your bullet strikes down relative to your point of aim, then you need to move your rear sight up to move your impact down. So just just remember, rear sight opposite. Front sight, same. Well, um, I hope that helps. Yeah, if it doesn't, let us know. Or if it does, let us know. We've kind of been on a tangent today. I think we're just all excited about the website. We have a website? Um, But John sent us a question. He's asking us about the CMMG 22 conversion kits. He says we've talked. Yes, Cy? Hey. Mad cushy prop to John. Yes. (laughs) And a virtual high five. All right, go ahead. Oh, I stole it. Give him another one. Seriously? Virtual high five. Yeah. Really? Are you good at sound effects? I like it. I did. All right. So he says that we've talked about the CMMG 22 conversion kit several times on the show, which is true. Thanks for listening, John. (laughs) Thanks for paying attention. You've actually, yes, thank you. Um, He says, does the the 22 ammo shoot accurately to the scope zero for the 223, or do you have to re-zero your rifle every time you want to practice with your 22 conversion kit? Well, um, it's kind of a two-part question. I wouldn't re-zero it. I w- if, if you're just dropping the 22 in for training, I wouldn't bother to re-zero it. Now, if you're dropping the 22 kit to go out and actually shoot something with the 22, then maybe you want to re-zero it for 22. However, I have found that with my scope zeroed at about 100 yards or 50, with a 50-yard 50 or 100-yard zero, that the 22 hits about the same place close enough. At 25 yards, which is where I shoot 22 at. You right? know, yeah, you with a with that kind of a one in seven to one in nine twist. That's it's not correct. Thing. Yeah, you're not going to get the accurate. You're yeah. not going to shoot a one ragged hole group unless you're really lucky. <laughs> right. That's, out of the out of your 22 conversion kit. Now, there is some ammo out there from Aguila called Super Sniper Ammo, and it's like a 60 grain 22 long rifle. Now, you might try some of that if you're looking for accuracy because some some AR-15s with 22 conversions kits shoots that stuff very accurately. Mine don't, so I don't shoot it. I just shoot the cheap stuff uh, that works. And like I said in my email, um, this is for training. It's going to shoot close enough for government work. It's going to allow you to practice drills, uh, to see hits on steel if you're shooting steel with 22. Um, you know, it, it, it's not going to be... At the exact point of aim, but it's going to be within a couple of three inches, especially at 25 yards, which is good for 22. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's and it's fun to shoot. Yeah. Now it's a completely different picture with your gun, which is a dedicated CMMG 22 upper. Correct. It's got a that one in 16 shoots, twist. Yeah. How well does that shoot? I don't know. I don't think I've ever asked you that. It shoots, Tiny little groups. It doesn't even shoot a ragged hole. It shoots a perfect hole. What? Yeah. I oh, had, I gotta get me one of those. I had uh, at I don't know. 15 yards, I had brand new shooters shooting supported, shooting little, about maybe inch and a half to two inch moving plates, kind of on this little box that just circles around, it resets the plate, just hitting every plate just over and over and over and over again. That's fun. Once once I knew exactly where it was holding for that ammo. So you'd say it shoots as well as your Marlin? Oh, yes. Model 60? Definitely. Wow. Without a doubt. Well, there you go. So if if you want that accuracy... Go with a dedicated system, a uh, dedicated rifle or dedicated upper. Uh, if you are just training like I am, uh, you know, just drop it in, be happy with where it hits, and go from there. Yeah, and the thing about it is when I say I've shot 
I probably took this out to the range yeah. and we shot thousands of rounds through it in one sitting. Yep. And I've done that multiple times. Yep. Uh, I bought the stainless steel, didn't require zero break in. Um, but I do will tell you that just like with any ammo, 22 is finicky. Oh yeah. And when you buy like federal bulk pack and you fire Remington bulk pack, my point of aim was different between the two. Sure. But once I made any adjustments, it stayed. Yeah. So it it, it put them where it put them in the same place every time. Right. But different manufacturers ammo, I had sure. to change. It changed the point yeah. of impact. And and that's a good rule of thumb with any 22 is trying to find the ammo that that particular 22 likes. Now sometimes you get lucky and your 22 will feed and run anything. And sometimes the your gun likes a certain brand. They can't see me, but I'm certain raising time. my hand. It, yeah, it fires ahead. my Marlin and and my tw- uh, dedicated AR 22 AR yeah. fires everything except that uh, that cheap Mexican stuff. What is that stuff? What? Aguila, the Aguila match. It didn't like. No, that, right? no, it shoots it. It shoots it, but it's 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 yeah. What uh, oh, three hundred feet it's per under, second under power? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even out of my Marlin, I was getting a foot drop at yeah. You know. 15 yards. I've even shot that, uh, speaking of Aguila, I've even shot that Super Colibre. I haven't it, shot it out of my... It's just a primer yeah, only? I haven't shot it out of my uh, conversion kit, but I have shot it out of my Marlin. And I got, you know, I got fairly decent accuracy out of it, honestly. I mean, it wasn't going very fast, but it was fairly decent accuracy. Right, right. And that's just mainly to use to... Supposed to be like take out varmint or something. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, backyard practice, indoor practice, that sort of thing. I wouldn't recommend it for anything beyond that. Well, John, I hope we we answered your question and kind of yeah. hit some of the points. If we didn't, you know, just message us, let us know, and let uh, us know if that helped. Yeah, yeah. And if we if you have if you're expanding on your question again, just message us, and let us know, and uh, anyone that's listening may may have the same question that you do. So letting us know will benefit you and everybody else. So, yes. Um, I think we have one more main story that we wanted to talk about today quickly. Okay. Um, is the Colorado gun buyback. Oh, um, they yeah. canceled this event. I saw that. Uh, due to new restrictive gun laws. Yeah, evidently there was, you know, your standard old, they call it a buyback, but it's not a buyback, right? Because they didn't have the guns the first time. The only person that can buy them back is the gun store or the dealer you bought them from. So why do they call them buy- Anyways. Uh, it's a standard, typical gun buyback arranged, I guess, by the sheriff of uh, Denver County. Something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But apparently, uh, students participating in the program raised yes. the incentives, which came up to eight thousand dollars. Oh, so kids actually students. raised the money. Students participating in the program raised nearly eight thousand to purchase the incentives. So the incentives were whatever uh, the incentives gift cards. Were. Oh, gift cards. Um, okay. Uh, tickets to sporting events. Oh, that's as fun. Well. So basically, you bring your gun in, your unwanted firearm to these the and police. Go watch a baseball game. Police buyback, and they'll give you tickets for a baseball game or gift certificate to Walmart or whatever. Something. But they can't do it now because of the new liberal restrictive restrictive gun laws, gun laws in Colorado. Uh, what they're saying, which I, I don't agree with him, he says that what he what they anticipated doing would still be legal. Which I argue to tooth and nail. It's illegal for these people to sell yeah. these to each other. Yeah. So why is it legal to sell it to you? If it's not an FFL entity, right. they can't sell right. them the gun. So it's illegal. Yeah, even if you're just even if it's a quote unquote gun buyback, it's it's illegal for me to sell to you if we're in the state of Colorado. So why is it if you say the words gun buyback 
all of a sudden I can sell it to you. Yeah, because he says yeah. he says it would still be legal, but procedurally we can't follow through with it at this time. No, it's still illegal. Um, that's why it's illegal. So what they're gun talking buybacks about, in restrictive states should probably be illegal unless they're specifically written in the law that gun buybacks are exempt. Yeah, so what they're saying is that they would have to pay and bring out an FFL. Exactly. To take in all yep. of the guns. And put them on its bound book. Yep. Yep, exactly. And that the cost of bringing that person out would not be worth it. Sure, unless somebody was going to volunteer. And most of your FFLs are not going to volunteer, volunteer for a gun buyback. Sorry, no. Now, if I was an FFL, I might be tempted to do this if I got to keep the guns. But you'd be an FFL gun buyback. I don't think that they would. I don't think, I don't think that Colorado would, would let you keep the guns. No, no. Colorado would because it's just like any FFL buying a gun from a citizen. But the people that put not, the gun buyback together the won't let you do that because then the guns might go back out of the street because right. why would you buy them unless you were going to – yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So – Yeah. That was uh, – fell uh, – because the liberals really like these gun buybacks, right? They really like the getting the guns off the street. I mean, it's every single one is on the news. Every single gun buyback gets news time. Well, here's the thing. Huh. They wanted to take these guns. Uh, the Boulder uh-huh. uh, Daily Camera report uh, report uh-huh. uh, said that some of the rem- remnants of the destroyed firearms would then uh-huh. be passed along to a Boulder area metalworking artist, Jessica Adams, to uh-huh. use for sculpting or for sculptures aimed at creating uh-huh. gun violence awareness. I think we're pretty aware of gun So would you have violence. guns, pointing guns I'm at other guns? I'm almost 100% certain that every bit of gun violence that we know about is put plastered all over the news. Isn't it what you always say? It's not gun violence. It's people violence. Or what, what do you it always say? It is people violence. It's yeah. not, that's, that's what I'm saying. So it would be guns pointing guns at other guns Yeah. because that would be They're gun pretty violence. much inanimate objects, so they can't be violent. I mean, if I kill somebody by choking them, you don't say it's hand violence. If right. I kill somebody by kicking them to death, you don't you don't say shoe violence or boot violence. Yeah. I mean, Why well, is it when I shoot somebody, it's gun violence? Yeah, what about these boots that have spikes on them? Technically, actually, it's not even gun violence, right? It's bullet violence. The bullet's doing all the work. The gun's just launching the bullet. Yeah, but see, the gun <laughs> – hold on. But the gun is responsible uh-huh. for, for – it's the, for where yeah, the bullet goes. The evil gun is, is. Oh, but wait a second. The person pointing the I'm gun pretty is responsible sure for where the gun's some pointing jerk where the bullets go. Pulled the trigger. Somebody loaded the ammo. Somebody, first of all, somebody made the gun. Second of all, somebody made the ammo. Third of all, somebody had to point it at another human being and make a conscious decision to pull the trigger. How can you blame any of that on the inanimate object? I it just. So. Oh, it's really simple. Yeah. Well, the gun is the bad part. That, so they're done. You get rid of the gun and nobody ever kills anybody else, even though more people are killed with hands, feet, and fists every year than with guns? So, no, we're humans. We're going to kill each other. I think other. what we need to do is we need to start basically taking our hands uh-huh. and sewing it all together so that they just sewing become it. like those mittens. The flippers? Yeah. We all have flippers. You like, want everyone to have flippers. Hey, listen. You get rid of opposable thumbs, you're going to have a bad time eating a hamburger. You know what I want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Duck Dynasty. What? what? I still haven't watched it. Haven't we talked about that before? I love that show. 
I've never watched. I it. Why do you want to talk about show. it? It's a great show. Why? Right. You, why are so, you all of a sudden so happy? Because I, I thought when I said, "Hey," because that's what Uncle Cy does all the time. I, I have no frame. I of hope we don't have to, to pay for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to clear that. But anyway, <laughs> go watch it if you haven't watched it. Okay. Every, Hold on. All of our listeners. And oh, you every, don't mean right and now. And everyone else, go listen or go watch it if you haven't. But go listen to all our podcasts first. Yes. Do that <laughs> while you're do that while you're driving and then watch the show while you're at work. And Yeah, don't watch the show while you're driving. Then get on Facebook.com slash gunshow podcast and like us and tell us that you love it or you hate it. Duck Dynasty? Yeah, Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Now I know some of it's fake. Do you can I've tell, only watched the good. one episode and it was awful. But well, I guess I'll have to give it another I did chance the same because thing. everyone watched, else loves it. I watched the first episode and was like, never again. Then I watched the second episode and I was like, okay, again. And now I watch it and I'm like <sighs> When's Uncle Cy going to be back on the show? Yeah, what else do you watch, though? I need a frame of reference here. What uh, other shows do you, um, do you think are great? Jace is real. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the one. characters on there. He's No, he's I, have funny no I have no frame of reference to who the characters are. Um, let's see. I watch American Idol, uh, Bachelor. Really? No. Um, oh, my God. I thought you were serious. <laughs> of course not. Um, wow. Okay. I really don't watch much TV other than that I these days. Either. I watched uh, recently watched... Uh, like seasons one and two of, uh, oh my lord, I forget. Uh, it's uh, uh, falling skies. The aliens, I guess, attacks. I don't know what channel that's on, but evidently it's on a channel of some sort. And I recently watched uh, the first season of Longmire. I guess it's a cowboyish cop show. So you're gonna talk about them? You're just gonna list off shows? No, that's all. There's guns in them. <laughs>